You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Make any kind of uh, administrative action taken upon one of our member schools, but uh, I want you and your listeners to know we're going to enforce the rules. That's what they're there for, uh, and uh, I will continue to do so until we either change some of those or uh, until I'm. T- Pretty strong statement there by Eddie Bonine. Did you know that, that they have 10 uh, people out and about and investigate these things? I didn't realize they had a staff of that size. No, I didn't. Um, but, yeah, uh, again, congrats to you for getting him on the show. I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, I just thought it was important to replay those couple clips if uh, people missed them earlier in the week. The other reason why I wanted to play them right then, I wanted Eddie Bonine to come before Tommy Tharp. Oh, <laughs> I like that. So Tharp has to follow in Bonine's shadow. At least on the morning drive. I don't think, uh, I think Tharp will be just fine. <laughs> Mangum's head coach will join us after the break as our high school football previews continue to roll along. You can hit us up at 888-993-7762. It's the Darren Moody State Farm Outline slash text line. I'm Omar Reese with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Six teams in action Thursday night, starting with a Super Bowl 52 rematch between the Patriots and Eagles. Tom Brady playing the entire first half, throwing for two touchdowns in the process. On the other side, Nick Foles taking a lot of pressure and eventually left the game with a shoulder strain and did not return. He told reporters after the game he feels good and will meet with team trainers on Friday. New England would go on to win 37-20. to The Jets with two of their three quarterbacks on display Thursday against Washington. Rookie Sam Darnold playing the entire first half, making way for Teddy Bridgewater at the break. The duo weren't enough in D.C., though, dropping to Washington 15-13. And a high-scoring affair in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers getting his first action in Green Bay since week four last season, finding new tight end Jimmy Graham for a touchdown during his one and only series of the game. Green Bay would go on to win 51-34. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. I used to leave voicemails for myself because the only one I could trust to get something done right was me. Hey, you, it's me. Remember to order safety goggles and grab some milk on your way home. But now I use Granger. Granger's got the technical support you'd expect from America's number one source for industrial-grade supplies. They're in the business of helping my business, so no more talking to myself. Now I talk to Granger because when it comes to keeping your business running, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Napa know-how. Right now, Prestone Coolant is just $12.99 at Napa. Its temperature-controlling formula helps keep your engine cool. Or as the kids say, chill. But don't worry, Prestone Coolant won't start calling you dude or crash on your couch. It'll just keep your engine cool for an affordable price, just $12.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 8 31 18 it's 8 o'clock at KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe. Time for the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Look over and Jake is yawning. <laughs> what is the deal over there, man? Uh, it's, it's been a long week, brother. Man. We're good. We're good. We're good. Do you need, like, a coffee, an energy drink, or perhaps just a pep talk from the Tomcat, Tommy Tharp? I'll go with the last thing. Uh, Tommy Tharp can get me going. Tommy, 
Jake over hey. here is just he has no pep in his step today. Can you can you help him? My day is slacker. A lot of them down there. <laughs> oh, always good to have you on the show, man. Uh, what's up, bud? I appreciate it, guys. I pre- oh, man, I'm just working, sweating, and take a nap and repeat. That's, that's how things are going. Uh, you'll be happy to know. I know you're listening, but we just ran some clips from Eddie Bonine, and I just wanted you to follow in uh, Eddie Bonine, you being in his shadow and all. Well, first of all, I wasn't listening. And secondly, you know, I, I think I should follow him. I should be the closing act, right? Yes, there you go. Main event. All right, our high school football previews continue. Now it is the Mangum Dragons' turn. Uh, how are, How's everything going down there with practice and all? You know, well, I mean, we're, we've, things have went well. The kids have responded well. Uh, uh, you know, like everybody else, it's a growing process. We're probably younger than we've ever been. And we've had some, still having issues with construction as far as kind of, I don't know, getting us off our routine a little bit. And we're having to make adjustments day by day. But the kids have handled that, uh, you know, a whole lot better than the coaches have, I can tell you that. <laughs> They've handled it a whole lot better than us. But it's stroking along, you know, early into it. Uh, we're about three weeks in. I think everybody else is, or most other people are about two that had spring practice. And, um, you know, we're still a ways away from being a, a solid football team top to bottom. But. It's not from lack of effort. We're working towards it. Great coach talk there. Well done. No 110% yet, though. I was looking for that. Well, I haven't hey, got uh, that part yet. Okay, million-dollar question, the one you've heard uh, numerous times. So what's the deal with the field house? How close are they? The field house itself is about 90% done. We're, we're, um, we're working on punch lists now, the little small things that, that didn't get done or didn't get done right. We're fixing and repairing all of those. Uh but the big building, the the indoor facility that's hooked onto it, that's probably October before it gets done. It's not fully enclosed yet. They've got the electrical done in it. Uh, of course, the roof on it, three of the sides. They're working on bathrooms, things like that. So uh, it was always a, a later project to be finished up. But, you know, we also have a, uh, a new science lab being built, four new classrooms, a completely refinished uh, uh, ag department with all the modern ag uh, accoutrements that go with it. Um, I mean, just we got so much construction going on around here that that we're running over each other to try to get out of the way at the same time, get school started and get football started. So going into this year, coach, we know you got experience at quarterback, you got a big offensive line, but we don't know a ton about the running backs. What can you tell us about the running backs this year, guys who will be carrying the football for you? Well, I mean, we have a, we have a returning quarterback. I, you know, he had some experience. He was just a sophomore last year when he started, and, and, and bless his heart, took a pretty good beating, but he hung in there. He's a tough kid in Adam Ely. Uh, but he's going to be better. Uh, I have a, a couple other kids that I'm going to run at quarterback some, too. We're going to get back probably into our shifting and, and jumping around and some of the things we used to do maybe a little more than we've done recently. Um, and, and those guys are going to be Josh Eatman and uh, Caleb Pleasant. They also run wing back fours and split in. Uh, but our running backs specifically are all sophomores. I've got two sophomore tailbacks, and I've got uh, two sophomore wingbacks. And um, we're just younger than we've ever been. We've, we've always had a, an older kid to kind of uh, lead the way, and these young kids can kind of slowly work their way in. But this year we've thrown them right to the fire, and uh, they're talented. Uh, you know, Joe Williams is a, a younger brother of, of, of Kimi Weeks, who we had a few years ago, you know, that was such a great running back for us. And uh, we expect some things out of him. He's a sophomore. And then Cam Wilmore is the son of um, a young man that was a, an all-stater when he rolled through here a few years back um, before I got here. 
uh, has the right genes for it and certainly look, looks the part. And just sophomores, though, it's going to take some time. Uh, but when it comes together, I feel I feel pretty good about it. In communities like Mangum, does it go in cycles, the level of talent that you have going through the hallways? Well, I think it does in all public schools. But, you know, public schools that don't recruit, sure it goes in cycles. You're not going to have the same guys every year. Um, we're we're fairly consistent out here to, uh, with our backs. It seems like seems like we always got a couple of guys that can run. Uh, what what cycles in and out for us is linemen. Um, uh, there's been years where we've had five or six or eight guys that were really good football players, and, and then there's been years where we've had two or three, and have had to spell some other people uh, that, that probably weren't your you know your your um, cookie cutter offensive lineman. It was maybe tight end type bodies that had to play tackle and guard and things like that. That in the small schools, that's what kind of gets you is uh, you're having to sometimes play a 180 pounder, you know, at a guard or a tackle, uh, or maybe even 160 pounder, and uh, you're not going to run into that typically in a 4A or a 5A. And, and I think that's probably the main difference. Skill people are typically about as good as you know on all levels. I think. All or a majority of the kids, of course, were part of the fantastic run. Three consecutive runs to the Dome are gone. Do you have to remind these kids at what level they put in or the, the bar that they set that group compared to what they're doing now? You know, the, the, our senior group was the last group to go down there. Um, the group is seniors right now. And my center, he started as a freshman. He's played four years, which is pretty high cotton. At a, at a good football school, and, and uh, he reminds them on a daily basis. Uh, but to answer your question directly, we have pretty high expectations here anyway. We expect to compete with, with whoever we play. Uh, we expect to have a playoff run if the thing, you know, if that doggone bracket falls right, things like that. Uh, there's a lot of tradition here. I don't know that uh, we don't necessarily have to build up their expectations. Uh, we have to make them understand the work ethic that it takes to reach those expectations because we have pretty high ones here. And, uh, this year's no uh, different programs across northeast Louisiana are different states considering if they had spring ball or not as you weigh the pros and cons whether to do that or to start early in the fall kind of what's your thought process with that well I'm a, me personally I'm 100 percent start early in the fall guy uh, we had a similar option when I was in Tennessee and we did it and it worked good for us and uh, we've never had spring practice. I should take that back we had spring practice here my first two years. Uh, 10 years ago, uh, and, and it was okay, uh, but I, I was, even then, was kind of transitioning into no spring practice and falling into the fall. You know, we have so many kids that run track and uh, play baseball and play basketball, and, and by the time they go through a football cycle and then a basketball season and a baseball season, then two days a week they're out here practicing track and running track, uh, spring practice is not real, real, uh, you know, it's not a shining beacon to them to come perform. They're tired. And uh, so we shut them down and, and uh, start back in the summer and get that extra week in the fall. And, and for our purposes, it works better. Mangum's Tommy Tharp joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Of course, uh, Tomcat, you guys will be a part of the Bayou Jam next week. What are you all doing tonight? Well, after watching no growth scrimmage last night, I, I cried most of the evening. Um, tonight, I don't know if we're not going to go ahead and start ordering some extra tape and maybe some ice bags. Uh, that's the biggest bunch of, of sweet potato-fed children I've ever seen that don't grow. They, I, I don't know what they feed them up there, but good Lord, that's that's the biggest bunch of kids that might be in North Louisiana. Uh, who were they scrimmaging last night? I missed it. Well, uh, they were scrimmaging uh, General Trask, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not surprised you missed it because, you know, you always have your head stuck in other places. 
I could mention some names and some schools, but I'm not going to do that. I know it's impart- important, and, of course, Mangum's thrilled to be in the Bayou Jam again next week. Uh, what's it like for you guys to participate in that once again? We really like it. I mean, our community likes it. We enjoy it. It's something to, to prepare for as opposed to maybe a jamboree at your house. It, it, it's something that, um, you know, you can get excited about because of the people, the, the venue, uh, what, what great work Patty Thurman and her bunch put into it and make it an event that the kids can really, really enjoy. Uh, as far as just a venue and playing, in my eyes at least, and I think in most of the kids' eyes, it's second only to the Superdome. I mean, it's a, a big event. It's lots of people. It's fanfare. It's it's things you normally don't get to do as a high school athlete, and, and uh, it just makes it really exciting for all the kids involved. All right, Tommy. So ideally you'd want to be in that field house right now, but uh, you're thinking in a couple of weeks and then, of course, uh, having the indoor facility ready by the time the weather turns late in the year? No, that's the hope. You know, we, uh, we're we hopefully going to get that thing finished up um, into September, something like that, 1st of October, and, and be in it. They're, they're literally down to the last, you know, uh, finishing up one wall, and, and then i got to get inside and start the dirt work and put the, the turf down and all that. So, you know, I think I think we're on track. Uh, it takes time, and I just want to make sure everything's done right. You know, I don't want to cut any corners to get into it two weeks earlier. I want to make sure everything's right. I know these construction guys are tired of talking to me because every time I see a grain of sand out of place, I go to them and I go, look, man, that ain't right. And and, uh, and they've been really good about fixing it. They've done a great job, but it's just been a, a tedious process. And and uh, this will be my third, I believe this is right, third facility that I've been a coach at where we've rebuilt it. And um, this one's probably the biggest rebuild because it literally was from the ground up. Uh, but it's nothing new, but, boy, it gets, uh, it gets tiring. I'm, I'm hoping this will be my last one. Uh, the beauty of it, with you guys being road warriors last year with everything going on with the stadium, I mean, how many games do you have at home to start the year now? Well, well we got eight games at home. Uh, <laughs> the first six, I think, are at home, I believe, or maybe even first seven. Seven. Uh, and of course, we got a, then we got a ton of JV games at home, of course. They were all on the road last year. And also, all our middle school games, our junior high games are, are at home because they were on the road. So, the biggest problem I'm faced with is keeping the field playable because we're going to be stomping on that joker a lot this year. Sounds like a money-making machine to me this year for the Mangum Dragons. Well, we should we should hopefully catch up on some of the money-making machine losses we had last year whenever we got to play everywhere else. Hey, since Aaron got nominated for an Emmy yesterday, which what is, is that? What kind of Emmy? What does that mean? Look, I don't even know. He's mentioned it quite a bit on the show. Oh, we can't please. get him to about it. But I was going to ask you: Are you shocked that he was never nominated for an Emmy for any of his pieces on you? I'm just shocked in general that he got nominated for anything. I mean, last night, whenever he told his co-workers coming out of break to make sure to mention his Emmy, I said to myself, <laughs> I, said, I said to myself, what is this Emmy that nobody's ever heard of for local sports guys, and how easy must it must be to get one? And, and then I turned the radio on this morning, driving in, about the third time he missed it, and I got nauseous and pulled over and turned the channel, and... Then I get on this show again, and y'all bring it up again. What what is the freaking thing? I mean, who gives this away? Uh, it's a pretty prestigious honor, and it, it features eleven states throughout uh, Middle America. I mean, we're talking Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, Missouri. I think they throw in a little bit of Iowa. So that there's a number of states wow. involved. So, so so a number of states involved. The only one of which is in the South, Louisiana, Missouri, Iowa, and the rest of those states that don't matter and, and couldn't snap a football. 
and you're wearing an Emmy, is it for any special piece, or is it like your yeah, broad? Go ahead. Am I supposed? Are you interviewing me, or it's supposed to be? Doesn't I don't know. It's just, I think it's turned around. I believe. No, it's for a sports uh, news feature I did on uh, two hearts, uh, two families, one heart. Of course, uh, featuring Jonathan Perry and his uh, family and uh, John Clark. I don't know if you saw that. It was uh, last. I fall. did. I actually did yeah. see that. And unlike most of your work, that one was actually watchable. And I appreciate that you did it. It was really, really good. Hey, thanks, bud. Uh, we will yep, see you soon. You. Uh, no golf, I guess. What? You, you retired till uh, December. I've retired till yeah till December. Then I'll try to pull them back out again and get back in playing shape. Good stuff. Put away. Thank, t- Thank you. Thor. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. That's great. Uh, you went. There. I had to. Yeah, I had knew. to get his thoughts on the Emmy. <laughs> uh, had to. But uh, good stuff as always. All right, we got a couple of things. Uh, of course, they're part of the Bayou Jam. Another uh, jamboree will be taking place uh, next week at the Eddie Robinson Classic. I had an opportunity to go over the press conference uh, yesterday. Pretty cool. A number of uh, teams participating. We got eight in all, four matchups. How about the fact that there will be 14 bands out there next Saturday? Yes, sir. I'm about that. So uh, we got uh, the highlights here, a couple different uh, clips. One major clip, and it features uh, Joe Spadafora. I asked him the fact that they went 6-5 and five last year. What has that meant for Joe Spadafora? That is followed up with uh, Lent bursting, of course, the Rabel Hornets trying to knock down the door and make it to a state championship game. Followed up with, uh, of course, Stanley Smith at Faraday and what the Trojans now have that their two big guys have moved on to LSU. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I grew a, a, a long, terrible-looking beard uh, for the last two years when the season's over, and uh, I've even let my hair grow out. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I still have that drive and that desire and that, that competitive edge to uh, to want to compete and win and do better each and every year. And Coach, you've been knocking on the door for a few years now. The success of the basketball program, how does that carry over perhaps into the football program? puts quite a bit of pressure on me, Aaron. You know, when the basketball boys walking around with championship rings, these guys get kind of thirsty. So they put the work in this summer. We got some guys out that we haven't had out in a while. So we're trying to gear up and join Coach West with the basketball team. Coach, coming so close last year, how does that serve as kind of motivation for you guys going into this year? Um, you know, one of our models this year, you know, uh, we, we felt like we was a play away last year. So, um, you know, it's kind of putting a little hot sauce on, on our sandwich for us. You know, we're trying to, you know, go the extra mile, finish a little bit stronger because we was right there and we can taste it. You know, that's something that we want to do is get to the championship. And, and the Dome is our, our end goal. Now that was well played by Stanley Smith. I think it was the spicy ketchup that he just had at Whataburger. Oh. It was a nice tie-in. Yes, by the way. Whataburger. Hey, by the way, so Ravel had a kid there, probably the largest high school human being that I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Never played football before. When I say that this How kid, 6'7", 6'8", six, six, before the Whataburger, the double Whataburger, probably 350, huge. Uh, I say the biggest human being. I, I interviewed a kid one time at Panola Junior College over in Carthage, Texas. Uh, his name was oh, something like Candy or something like that. Fitting, right? Right. He was 7'3", 375 pounds. At one point in his career, he got over 400 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got another scrimmages, of course, tonight. We watched uh, Sterlington and Cedar Creek last night. Panthers looked very good, as expected. Neville versus Evangel last night. Tigers had a tough go at it against the Eagles. Evangel in the one 
live quarter of scrimmage, scored three times. Neville did not score. So you look at a couple of games tonight, a couple of scrimmages. You have Union making their way over to West Washita. West Monroe scoring off against Scotlandville down in Alexandria. Washita is at home versus airline in a scrimmage. Pretty cool event out at St. Frederick. Delhi, Delhi Charter, and Caldwell will all be making their way over there to play. And Rustin travels to Bird, Haynesville at home versus Loyola Prep. If we missed one or two, hit us up at 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive is back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Y'all ready for this? The Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree. Saturday, August 25th in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. In its fourth year, Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing another exciting day of hard-hitting football action. Game one. The Lincoln Prep Panthers will take the field against their I-20 rival, the Arcadia Hornets, starting at 2 p.m. Game two. The Cavaliers of Calvary Baptist out of Shreveport will try to take the sting out of those tough, hard-hitting Rayville Hornets. You can get your Jamboree tickets at each of the participating schools now. Check out more details at egrobinsonclassic.com. Once again, it's on. Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing you the Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree 4. Presented by Creed and Creed. Serious attorneys for serious injuries. Saturday, August 25th in Grambling, Louisiana in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University and home of the legendary coach Eddie G. Robinson. Hi, I'm David Griffin, linebacker for your ULM Warhawks. Tickets for the upcoming 2018 season are now on sale. Come experience the best on the bayou, tailgate in the Grove, and cheer on your Warhawks. We look forward to seeing you in Malone Stadium this fall. Come help us defend the nest. For ULM football season ticket information, call 318-342-HAWK or visit ULMWarhawks.com. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Week one of the preseason NFL is in the books. We're certainly uh, looking forward to week number two. Off to a flying start last night. Tom Brady seeing substantial time with the Patriots. And then, of course, the local storyline with uh, Martez Carter leading the Redskins and rushing. And then uh, former Washington standout Cam Sims, the leading receiver for Washington last night. Yeah, um, looking forward to tonight. I- I'm interested, of course, in New Orleans versus Arizona uh, for numerous reasons. But you've got some other games, too, that are interesting. I think the one that jumps out at me is Buffalo and Cleveland because Tyrod Taylor goes up against his former team. I know it's preseason action, but anytime that happens, it's kind of like, oh, I, I want to see that. That's interesting. Um, Did you hear Hugh Jackson uh, talk about the fact that uh, it's not a given that Baker Mayfield will be the backup quarterback. He could be the third quarterback on this roster. Yeah, not buying that. <laughs> not buying that. Um, 
You you watched some of Hard Knocks, didn't you? I watched bits and bits pieces. and pieces. I, literally, because they would not give you the whole episode now on YouTube, kind of copyright laws. So you got to catch it early. So literally, is watching you know seven eight minutes of it. Man, first of all, I forgot how well done that is. I'm going to tell the, you this: and the manpower and the time, and then yeah. of course the technology that they have to pull that off. Just the mics during practice and just everything that's, that encompasses is just incredible. It's always produced very well. That's yeah. what HBO does. That's their calling card. The guy that does the voice work, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he could read a telephone book, <laughs> and I'd be fascinated. But all that said, it's not been good the last couple of years. It hasn't. They've had some teams that just have not been interesting. The Browns are very interesting for a lot of Greg Williams, Hugh Jackson, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. These, and then you've got the storylines with like Antonio Callaway. For those who watched it, of course, this was last week's episode. Was the episode where they they were at, they could tell something was wrong with them at practice. They were like, "Hey, man, what's wrong with you?" And then, of oh, course, well, I got pulled over right, right. the night before or two nights before. But then they find that out. And, uh, the media finds it out first, by the way, and then they get blindsided by it. And of course, they meet with him. Um, Hugh does, and Hugh kind of tells him, "Listen, you mess up again, you're gone." But I'm, I, I, I believe you. I'm, I'm investing my time and energy in you. And what I thought was the coolest, I'll let you speak in a second on that. What I thought was really cool from that episode, I don't know if you got to see this part, but of course, you know, he had that long touchdown. It was Baker's last uh-huh. pass in that uh, first preseason game. After that play, Todd Haley, you know, the, throughout that game, Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson are all talking about this guy can be good. He has you know, second-round potential, first-round potential. And I even said last year when they picked him, I forgot what round it was, I said that was a steal in the draft. I think it was fourth round. I said that was a steal in the draft because we saw that talent at Florida. But he has the -the off-the-field issues. You saw after that play, Todd Haley goes up to Jarvis Landry and says, I don't care if he has to move in your house. Take him under your wing. And Jarvis just doesn't really say anything. He's kind of like nodding his head. And and then Todd Haley says, Larry Fitzgerald would. I thought Ooh. I thought that was that was great. I mean that is a that's what this documentary gives you is those type of interactions that I mean that was awesome. Like just hearing him talk about Larry Fitzgerald, somebody who we all hold to to a high. All right, so he's guilting him into being a better leader, kind of like uh, Hugh Jackson having that conversation with Baker Mayfield at the beginning, saying, yeah. "What time did you come in today?" Uh huh. What time did you get in? Uh, and he said, I think like an hour ahead or, or two hours before. He said. Oh well, uh, Tyrod Taylor was here like three or four hours before that. You need to you need to get here when he gets here. And Baker tries to play it off. Well, that's kind of his kind of routine. And then he was like, "Well, maybe needs you to need to make your, your routine." It needs to be your routine. And then, of course, he did. He made it his routine. Um, I, it's look again. Go out of your way to watch this. It's it's been really interesting this year. Um, and it's I, I I think throughout that game too, when Baker's making some of these throws, which were were fantastic. Just the conversations that Hugh Jackson has on his headset. Like they were, uh, I think it was Antonio Callaway catch, by the way, on the sideline. They first ruled that it was incomplete. They go back, review it. It's then ruled that he did have two feet down. But uh, as he was talking to his guys to review that and everything, he just kind of stops and goes, did you see that throw? Mm. Like to hear the head coach talk like that, like how we talk, it's it's pretty fun. It's got to be incredibly awkward and strange to see your life played out there literally days later. Uh, with a lot of the different dialogues that you're having, stuff that's supposed to be behind the scenes, and of course others would not hear. But with this show, of course, it brings it to light. And you know, literally, what would be a regional headline, a 
a player getting pulled over for yeah. a misdemeanor makes national headlines mm-hmm. because it's played out on reality TV. Yeah, I think it was a bigger deal too, though, because they just got rid of Corey Coleman. Like they, it just said, okay, <laughs> this this uh, high pick didn't work out for us. Let's ship him off. Uh, he couldn't he couldn't develop into what we wanted him to be. So now we're counting on guys like Antonio Callaway, and that's why I think they will eventually sign Des Bryant. They'll work that out, and you know. And lastly, the strongest, the the weirdest punishment that's ever been. So instead of sitting the guy, they say, "Well, you just have to play the entire game." Yeah, I thought it was strange. I thought it, but then as you watch it unfold, that is, I mean, it's punishing. That's a lot of reps, man. That's a lot of running, especially if you're a wide receiver. But also, it's kind of a good thing. It's like, well, we get to give him as many reps as possible in the preseason. He gets as much live competition against NFL-caliber talent. So I actually thought it was a smart way to punish somebody. Good stuff. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, just go on YouTube. At least you can watch the different clips of it. It is certainly worth your time. Definitely, definitely. may actually have some interest now in the Cleveland Browns. I do, I, you know, I I do. I did, once they picked Baker, I was like, okay. And, and of course, once they got Jarvis, I was yeah. like, all right, I want to see where this goes. 888-993-7762. Hit us up on the Darren Moody State Farm hotline slash text line. Coming up next from Louisiana Football Magazine, Lee Burkeen joins us, talks some uh, high school football, and, of course, the landscape across the state of Louisiana. We're back after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Fall is coming, so you should be coming to Fairway Carts in Minden. Why? Well, Fairway Carts is the official headquarters for fall fun. That's because Fairway Carts has the easy go to make great fall weather even more enjoyable. From a multi-passenger cart for spending quality time with the family cruising the neighborhood to a new easy go for getting around at tailgate parties or just getting off the beaten path, Fairway has a huge inventory of easy goes with the new 2019 models coming in and amazing deals on remaining 2018s. And hunters, listen closely. The all-new, all-electric EasyGo Express 4x4 is coming to Fairway Carts. It's the ultra-quiet, ultra-durable hunting vehicle you've waited years for. Fall is nice. Make it even better with a new EasyGo. Come to Fairway Carts in Minden today and try one on for size. Come by the showroom on Highway 531 in Minden, just north of I-20, or call 800-960-CART. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. 
Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Jake's finally catching his uh, second win. It only took an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. John Tabor continues to do a fabulous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. And now joining us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline from Louisiana Football Magazine, an old friend of the program, Lee Burkeen. Lee, how you doing this morning, bud? Hey, Aaron. Uh, glad to join you guys this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a while. How has your summer been? And, of course, uh, crisscrossing this state, getting ready for the upcoming football season. I tell you what, if I had another occupation, we would all be off about, what, a month a year? But we never take off. Sports guys don't uh, work a lot. But, as yeah. you know, it's it never ends. But I love everything I do, and I'm very fortunate to do what I love. So. My co-host over here, Jake, is uh, curious about Louisiana Football Magazine and how this thing all got started years ago. Well, out of my apartment <laughs> with an idea um, and some good advice from my dad. and He said, you know, son, if you if you have this idea, it probably won't work, but do it anyway. And if you have, you know, you'll have no regrets if it makes it and things will be fine. But I did. I had this idea since I was a kid that we needed a high school magazine and a college magazine for Louisiana. We didn't have one. And I said, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm going to travel the state. I'm going to go to games all over Louisiana so I can sleep at night and have a, a good conscience and be able to cover this whole state. And that's what I've done. I've demoted, demoted, uh, devoted my life on Friday nights to go to games statewide for the last 25 years. And uh, I think that's important to go to these games and see these kids play in person. I won't even have you guess how many games you've seen over the course of 25 years, but over the course of one year or the football season, how many games do you get to? Well, last year I saw in person 28 teams play in the Monroe area alone. And and I, and I live in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And so that's two a night. Um, and also went to 10 practices of 10 different teams. So uh, what's that, 35 teams in a local area just from the Monroe area last year. So uh, that'll give you an idea, you know, and I know it sounds crazy, but that's devotion. (laughs) Uh, Lee, I know you still have uh, magazines, of course, in your trunk, and you crisscross the state, but how has it evolved getting the magazine and your publication out there and, of course, uh, getting this knowledge in the hands of high school football fans. Well, it's continuous hard work. Um, our biggest thing is trying to get, get it in stores, you know, and if, you know, people are listening to the Monroe metro areas that, you know, All right, we lost uh, Lee right there as he was talking about getting into Monroe. Uh, how appropriate was that? Yeah. That was uh, ironic. Unfortunately. We'll work on getting uh, Lee back here in a minute. Of course, the high school football season, it was certainly nice to be out at a, a scrimmage last night, Neville versus Evangelo. There will be a number of scrimmages uh, later today. Uh, we do have Lee back on the Darren Moody State Farm uh, hotline. Lee, sorry about that. You're talking about That's okay. the, difficult, the difficulties, of course, of getting uh, the magazine into different stores in this area. Yeah, it's just, it's well, it's anywhere in the state, you know, with the times is that a lot of gas stations and, and supermarkets, they don't want to carry magazines anymore or, or as many as they used to. And so uh, we're constantly, it's a fight to keep them in these stores, you know, and that 
that's something that we always have to try and tell people is that we want it in every store. But, you know, it's my job, believe it or not. I got to try and get the magazine in stores. I got to convince people, you know, that own these stores. And, but, you know, we love the magazine. We love promoting these kids. And and uh, we do have more locations this year than we've ever had in the, in the area. So, so that's a good thing. Uh, we'll certainly give you an opportunity to get that information out here in a second. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, recruiting in this state, uh, some top-notch prospects coming out, and the most majority of them, of course, down south. Uh, what's it looking like this year? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you, there's some great players in North Louisiana. Um, just locally, I love Andrew Gleason, the big DN at West Monroe, and I think Wendell Brown at Oak Grove, D-tackle, Dylan Skinner, linebacker at Ruston, and Ray Parker, who I think is a phenomenal player, tight end offensive tackle at Ruston. Uh, Tony McNeil, DB from Washita. Uh, Jordan Thomas, I love as an athlete at Neville. Um, James Powell at Rayville, quarterback. I think he's one of the great athletes of the state. Uh, Dylan Roberts from Washita and uh, Corey Russell, a metro area at Arcadia, running back phenomenal. And Logan Newell, a big offensive tackle from Neville, and Dustin Beville from West Washita, 6'5, 280. Great feet. And Gavin Quarter, the kicker from St. Frederick's. So those are some of the best in the state. Aaron, I know you know about all those kids, but those are some of the best players in the state of Louisiana. You look at the state overall, everybody's talking about this being a bumper crop. Uh, how do you think it compares to years past? You know, in my in my 25 years and close to 30 being in this, is, this is the deepest crop of Division One players I've ever seen. Uh, I don't judge it based on just LSU. I mean, I judge it based on how many players could go to Tech, how many could go to ULM, Grambling, et cetera, et cetera. So if you look across the board, if somebody in Louisiana has a bad recruiting class, you got to shake your head because everybody should sign a bumper crop in Louisiana. There's too many good players. Actually, there's more players than scholarships. And that's, that's you know, attention to parents that are listening this is one of those years where you definitely want to be proactive in marketing your son if your son's not a D1 player. For listeners out there and want to go or check out the premier players in this state, if you had to list your top three or five and they were going to fork over some money to see them play, who would they be? Ray Parker's one of them from Ruston. Uh, I think he's special. I think he could be an All-American in college as an offensive tackle. Now, Ray doesn't want me to say that. I think he wants me to say tight end. Um, but I think he could be anything he wants to be because he runs like a like a receiver, and he's 280 pounds, six foot five. Now, he's a scary specimen that has a chance to be as good as anybody I've seen. Um, uh, when you go down south, there's several kids uh, that could be in that top three. Um, I think Isamel... Sopshire from Amy D tackle is special. Um, he's six five, about three twenty. He reminds me of Glenn Dorsey from way back, Aaron. That was an All American at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a running back at Southern Lab. His name is Tyron Davis. Tyron Davis is one of the best big backs I've ever seen come out of Louisiana. He's six foot one, legitimate two twenty, and finishes runs. He's a guy that if he was at West Monroe or Neville, they would win state titles just on this guy being on the team. 
Um, but he's got Leonard Fournette stuff. He's got that Leonard Fournette power, speed, determination. And, and, and Aaron, that's a guy that I'm going to go buy some popcorn for. He's the number one player in the state. It's not even close. Again, Tyron Davis, running back, Southern Lab. Lee Burkeen from uh, Football Magazine, Louisiana Football Magazine, joins us on the Darren Moody State from Hotline. Lee, you look across the state, the teams to beat, and, of course, up here everybody is eyeing perhaps West Monroe getting a rematch versus Zachary. How good are they going to be? You know, they're both – obviously, West Monroe is always going to be good. You know, great coaches, uh, great fans, great tradition, always got great numbers and players. It's just a matter of can West Monroe get back and win it all. Um I think West Monroe's got to find their identity at quarterback completely. They got two quarterbacks. They got the drop back quarterback, the young kid that could could be a great one when he's done. It's only a junior. Um, Carson Jones will probably play a little quarterback. Um, you know, I think West Monroe's defense is the best it's been in a long time. Uh, Zachary is going to be better than they were last year. Um, so to answer that question, Aaron, that. Uh, I'm sure West Monroe would love a rematch with the Zachary Broncos because uh, they they don't like to lose at home in the playoffs. We would be remiss not to ask you about the situation down at LSU. How do you think this thing plays out, of course, with the brutal schedule at the beginning of the year and, of course, the big news this week with uh, two of the four scholarship quarterbacks no longer on the squad? Well, it's an epidemic in the country, Aaron, with quarterbacks leaving. And it started about five years ago. You got kids that just don't want to wait. Um, when redshirt freshman quarterbacks are leaving, that's different. That's new. Um, you leave before the season starts, and you're a redshirt freshman. Um, you know, McMillan was pretty much. Uh, most people knew he would leave, just a matter of when. Um, but you know, all over the country, look at how many kids are redshirt freshmen. These are kids that haven't even taken a snap in a game. And they're about to go into a season, and before the season starts, they leave. They leave the program. So back in the 80s, 90s, and up until about five years ago, quarterbacks – remember Matt Flynn? I was with Matt Flynn last night uh, at at an alumni group in in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And Matt told the crowd, he said, I waited four years behind Jamarcus Russell. Mm. He had to wait four years. He said, I would have never left LSU. He's going to get his degree. He's going to wait his turn. And so it's just different. And it's not just LSU. But to answer your question, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, I think I think Brennan's going to be great down the road. Um, I think people will see that. And I think Burrow's going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wow. Loyal Narcisse, yeah. you saw him play, of course, in his limited time in his junior and senior years in high school. Uh, what's, what's his ceiling? What was his potential? Could he have played eventually at LSU? Well, before his knee injuries, he was he was going to be like that Watson kid at Clemson, but but he had a couple of knee injuries, you know, serious knee injuries. He had one his junior year at St. James. He had one his senior year at St. James, and he kind of came back too soon, and he didn't really heal up. And then at LSU, they redshirted him, so he would heal up. So I mean, LSU, you got to give all the credit in the world to them on that. They. They were looking out for that kid to make sure that this would be his year to be healthy finally in two years because he missed most of his senior season in high school. So, again, I'm kind of puzzled that he left, uh, you know, before the season starts. This would have been his first year to even play. Um, but but his ceiling was, was, you know, he was going to be a great Wildcat 
flash dual threat quarterback that looked like Kendall Beckwith. Um, I always thought he was a linebacker uh, for college. I thought he, he's 6'3", 240, and runs a 4'5". He's a big, tough kid. So who knows what's going to happen. I know he's going to junior college. Let's, let's see how that, how that works out. Lee, some great stuff, of course, from Louisiana Football Magazine. If we're unable to find it in a store around here in North Louisiana, how can they get it online? They can go to LAFootballMagazine.com, and locally you can go to the Rebel Store in West Monroe. You pack it on Tech Drive in Ruston. Um, you can also go to D&H Sports in Bastrop, H. Michael Sports in Monroe, and also Sitco in West Monroe. Go, go see Jay Garvin. Um, those are some, some locations locally. Uh, we're, we're excited. We're doing North Louisiana Magazine and a South. And, got, and uh, Aaron, I'll be mailing you your copies. Uh, I'll be putting the labels on and the, and the stamps and everything. We'll get off the phone. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. I look forward to reading it. All right, Aaron. Thank you for letting me uh, visit with you guys this morning. Bet, Lee. Don't be a stranger, man. Appreciate the time. Have a great okay, year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Lieber Keen from Louisiana Football Magazine. Hey, by the way, uh, wrestling fans aren't going to like this, but I was like doing some research on uh, Puka uh-huh. uh, for a local story, and I ended up coming across one of his highlight videos. Uh-huh. Man, I forget, I forgot how just elusive he was, yeah. how dynamic he was. Was the kick on there? Was the kick on there? Uh, I didn't see the kick on the highlight video I watched, but there are multiple highlight videos, uh-huh. so I'm sure it's on one of them. You're all in Kansas football. He makes an impact <laughs> no, as a freshman. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, I remember him being really fun, really dynamic. But when you watch those how that's one of the better highlight tapes out there. Huh. Like, go watch it today, and, and you'll, you'll hey, see. You're just driving everybody to YouTube now. What? <laughs> I got Hard Knocks and Puka. Hard Knocks full episodes are posted on HBO's YouTube channel. It's been posted by Thursday after the show airs on HBO. Really enjoyed this season so far. Pump the brakes on the Browns. While they will be much better, Hugh Jackson has his hands full trying to change the culture of the team. You can hear his frustration on episode one of the show when the guys simply weren't working hard. That coming from Nate. Oh, let's be clear right here. We're not saying the Browns are going to be good. We're just saying they're the most interesting subject that Hard Knocks has had in quite a while. I would say since the Jets with Rex Ryan. 888-993-7762. We're back after this with our parting shots and Joey Trappé. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing The King of the Road, the King of the Road, Car King Fall is coming, so you should be coming to Fairway Carts in Minden Why? Well, Fairway Carts is the official headquarters for fall fun That's because Fairway Carts has the easy go to make great fall weather even more enjoyable 
from a multi-passenger cart for spending quality time with the family cruising the neighborhood to a new easy go for getting around at tailgate parties or just getting off the beaten path. Fairway has a huge inventory of easy goes with the new 2019 models coming in and amazing deals on remaining 2018s. And hunters, listen closely. The all-new, all-electric EasyGo Express 4x4 is coming to Fairway Carts. It's the ultra-quiet, ultra-durable hunting vehicle you've waited years for. Fall is nice. Make it even better with a new EasyGo. Come to Fairway Carts in Minden today and try one on for size. Come by the showroom on Highway 531 in Minden, just north of I-20, or call 800-960-CART. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. It is Friday morning around 845 or so. We love catching up with our friend, friend of the program, Joey Trappe. He joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm hotline. Joey, what's going on, bud? Good morning, guys. Got a number of things I want to visit with you about, but uh, let's start with the ULM. I don't know if you had an opportunity to get out to the pursuit uh, earlier this week, but uh, just to see the fans and everybody kind of rallying behind this football program, it's nice to see. Yeah, man, absolutely. We did the food um, along with the waterfront and catfish cabin, and uh, it was great. We had a great turnout. Uh, Tim Brando was there, so, you know, that's always a treat. And, um, you know, I mean, you got a lot of um, anticipation and a lot of momentum going into the season. I think this is the most momentum we've had going into a football season in quite some time. So it's, um, you know, it's just a good feeling that this time of year is back around. Joey, a hard-hitting question here uh, from a guy that, of course, played at ULM and was very successful. What was it like on campus with the students and the student body? Did you notice at a different time when you knew they were on board and then perhaps other times you knew you were not moving the needle on campus? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this is, you know, you go kind of through the dog days of summer um, where you're on campus and nobody else is. So yeah. um, it's about this week where it, it kind of starts changing the um, the needle a little bit. You know, you got a lot more distractions coming in. you got a lot more things on your plate um so as a student athlete you know this week was always a big week you know you have um getting your new schedule you're trying to find out where your new classes are you try to juggle uh your daily routine so yeah um i would definitely say this week um and then maybe the second week of january were, were two pretty pretty big weekends uh or weeks i should say uh in, in throughout the year of all the people that were fired up for football to start, Joey Trappe was probably at the top of the list with uh, three <laughs> restaurants up and running right now. Of course, Crawfish City taking a little time out. Uh, what's it been like at uh, Fieldhouse, Portico, and Traps? Yeah, you know, it's the summer. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely slows down a little bit. But, um, you know, we're about three days away from having that influx of, of people we were just talking about. So I think we could wrestle a grizzly bear for three, three days at this point. But, you know, the summer um, had a lot of – positives you know uh you know sterlinson doing what they did like we touched on a few weeks ago was very impactful for us um 
you know, Jay Culver and the, the Monroe baseball uh, all-star team he, he puts together, uh, made a great run, won a championship. So, you know, that kind of um, stuff this summer definitely helped us out. Uh, Jake, you know, put on a great tournament and uh, brought a lot of people into this town. So a lot of thanks goes out to him. But, uh, you know, Fieldhouse is, is starting to gear up now that the season is here for football and you got jamborees kicking around and, you know, you had, I think St. Fred's has a, a scrimmage tonight. Neville had one last night, so it's definitely a different feel on this end. Uh, as for traps, you know, as the, the cooler temperatures are, are around the corner, that patio is going to be a, a location that people want to be on. And at Portico, man, you know, we put those garage door windows and we try to enhance that atmosphere each day, you know. So it's um, it's a day in the in the restaurant business for sure when, when you have three of them rocking and rolling. But, you know, if you're looking for some good food and drinks, I, I think you got three good choices right there. Hey, by the way, I might have won just a bet there. I told the wife that uh, something was different in Portico. So those are new, new doors out there. Absolutely, man. You know, there were mirrored doors, like windows, I guess, that had to manually open up. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to be able to offer the same effect um, outside light coming in, uh, even when those windows were closed. And, um, you know, we just bit the bullet and made that investment like we we're constantly doing um, in that restaurant, just trying to enhance the, the customer's overall experience and We've had a lot of positive feedback over those windows. Portico and Monroe is once again uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, the pizza, what's your favorite pizza? I know this is a new uh, addition to the menu. Yeah, man, uh, you got people that like pineapple. You got people that don't like pineapple. But I think that one, uh, the, the one that has Canadian bacon and uh, pineapple is a personal favorite of mine. But the all-meat pizza is the, the most popular one we, we sell. And um, if you haven't had our pizzas, man, we got a brick oven pizza there. Uh, brick oven pizzas there so if you um in the mood for a little change up swing by portico and i'll order one of those pizzas and i'm sure you won't be disappointed see you this weekend joey appreciate the time later guys it is friday jake i know you want to finish strong i know you've been working on this all show long it is parting shots most disgusting rudest sick demonstrations in my entire career, probably the worst. Our parting shots are clean and spontaneous. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Nothing is off limits. Well, that's the stupidest question you've asked today. Of course we don't have any computers. Our fearless hosts. But they are who we thought they were. We'll pull no punches. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your Time to hand out some knowledge. What else do you want to know? Parting shots as we attempt to end with a bang. I love you guys so much. Bourbon Street, watch out. All right, let's look ahead to certain things we're looking forward to this weekend. One being tonight, of course, the Saints versus the Cardinals. Drew Brees, we're hoping and we anticipate that he'll play tonight. Also, college football, a lot of different things going on this weekend. Uh, let's start at ULM, a uh, planned scrimmage for Saturday morning, and then out at uh, West Monroe Antique Alley. They're going to have kind of a fan fest, pep rally kind of thing. It should be pretty cool. That starts at 4 o'clock. Make your way out there. Another chance to kind of get up close and personal with the Warhawks. Mm -hmm. Out at Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs are having a scrimmage at 9 o'clock. That is open to the public. And then at 1 o'clock, the fan fest. Mm. Yes. Nice. 
Grambling, uh, they will also be having a scrimmage Saturday night that is uh, closed to the public. Media will be allowed in for the first 30 minutes. It is a media day, media night for the Grambling Tigers. That will take place at 1030 on Saturday night. And you'll have quotes to go for, for Monday, right? <laughs> you'll have all those quotes, correct? Hey, man, that, you know, you're talking about a 1030 Saturday night. I don't know, man. That's a tough sell. That would be – you could do your – What other profession would that ever happen? Well, let me ask you. This. I was gonna say this: you could do your sports that night yeah. and then go to the, yeah. you know, just just work that night. I call up the plumber. I'm gonna call up the electrician. Hey, you need to make sure you're over at our place 10:30 on Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> hey, whatever you gotta do. Hey, man, I mean, come on. Nah, I know. Cut me some slack. I'm just messing. Look, <laughs> I I don't like the timing of it. Uh, <laughs> To be to be honest with you, but uh, all right, Jake. What's on no uh, MMA this weekend? UFC? What? No, uh, uh, actually no. I I will say uh, just a quick parting shot. I mentioned this earlier. Got to give ESPN props when they deserve props. They really enhanced their Monday Night Football presentation. Dude, you are all in. Yeah, Tessitore is going to be incredible. He was last night. He has been in a college football game for so long. Um, he, he's he's going to pump some life into it. Witten is a work in, in progress. So I, you know, I think he's going to be good down the road. But, uh, yeah, Booger's good on the sideline. All right, finally, social media manager, you have work to do. Yes. If you are on Facebook, head over to The Morning Drive with Aaron Dietrich and Jake Martin. Click that like button. Share it. We'll continue to provide some audio as well as what we're doing. And we promise to do a better job with that than we have done with our Twitter page. It is a new year, <laughs> yeah. a fresh start. Well, it's also a, it's another place where you can send us suggestions and, you know, what, what do you want us to talk about or, mm-hmm. you know, top ten ideas and, and so on and so forth. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. We had a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you bright and early Monday morning on The Morning Drive. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.